Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, your hostess with the mostest, guide from the side, and mistress of ceremonies. Together, we're about to explore and deconstruct the shame and stigma surrounding our sexuality. You heard that right. We're going deep on the topics of sex, relationships, spirituality, health, and everything else that impacts our ability to live, love, and orgasm freely. My hope is to shine a light on our shared experiences by normalizing taboo topics and empowering each of you to reclaim autonomy of your pleasure, your bodies, and your lives. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where I ask all the uncomfortable and embarrassing questions for you. Our unofficial mantra is be curious, not judgmental. So leave your inner prude at the door or strap her in tight because this is happening. your pal Kristen. In keeping with the theme of this month, my birthday, <laughs> no, that's a theme. Um, but my 30th birthday is next week. And I had the fun idea to reach out to a handful of my closest girlfriends and ask them to share wisdom, insight, funny stories, aha moments, transformational happenings from their 30s when they crossed over the threshold into their third decade on this planet. I thought it would be really meaningful for me to hear, but also for my listeners. I know a large group of you is somewhere in that 25 to 35 range and These are the women who make up my tribe. These are my sisters, the loves of my life, my community, my village. These are the women who hold me up. These are the women who speak into my life. These are the women who call me out. These are the women who call me back into integrity if I am losing my damn mind. These are the women who nurture me and stand by me and love on me and witness me and call out the highest version of me. And I am so deeply grateful for them and their wisdom. And I'm just excited to share their voices with you. But before I drop those little love nuggets on you guys, I thought I would muse for a few moments about this birthday coming up and what it means to me. One thing that you guys should know is that I have felt this age for a really long time. So basically since I was like, I don't know, like 15 years old, I was like, I just can't wait to be 30. And when 13 going on 30 came out, I never related to anyone more than I did Jenna Rink. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be 30. I want to be 30. I want to be 30. I'm going to watch that movie to celebrate next week. P.S. It is bomb.com. But I was an old soul in a young body. And so I have been really looking forward to this decade. I know a lot of people experience all types of emotion around aging. And that's, it's a really personal journey. Birthdays are very personal and they hold different significance for everyone. But I decided a long time ago that any and all birthdays are to be celebrated to the max. They are proof that I have gotten another 
year. I have been gifted another 365 days on this earth to pursue my passion and to love my people and to be loved deeply and to experience pleasure and fun and joy and grief and transformation and to learn lessons and to give back and to heal and to help and to discover all of these things I feel so deeply grateful for. And I decided, you know, at the same time that I was never going to be the kind of woman who lied about her age. You know, it's like some of you may do that and I love you anyway. But that whole, you know, everybody wanting to stay 29, like I, that's just silly talk. I mean, 29, don't get me wrong, 29 has been spectacular. This has been the most transformational year of my life thus far. And I actually wanted to share a love note from my future self that I wrote at the very beginning of 2020 when all of our hearts were so full of hope and we were all like, this is really going to be my year. Um, you know, I use uh, Danielle Laporte's desire map um, calendar and I had gone in and, you know, the core desired feelings that I wanted for 2020 was alignment, love, fulfillment, pleasure, and clarity. And as I went back through the first half of the year and looked at my entries and like my doodlings from every day, so many times when it asked me what my core desired feeling was, I wanted space. I wanted time. I wanted nourishment. I wanted quiet. I wanted stillness. There was something in me that was crying out to be nurtured and I was looking for grounding and harmony And so the love note that I wrote from my future self, it wasn't that long ago, but it says, this is going to be one of the hardest, sweetest years of your life. Let it unfold. Be here now. Soak it up. You are about to be reborn and embark on a journey that will shape you for the rest of your days. Sit with the hard things and accept grace and support from others and the universe. Savor the beautiful, nourishing, magical moments. Cherish those first 365 days with your daughter. And once they're gone, you'll never get them back. Let her teach you how to be a mother. Give her your whole heart. Stay in deep gratitude. You guys know I can't talk about James without crying. (laughs) But she has transformed me and my life. And I am a different woman as her mother. And I am the highest version of myself as her mother. And I'm going a little all over the place, but this is my birthday and my show and it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. (laughs) But I was open. This was, I mean, I wrote this before she was born. I wrote this in January before the pandemic hit and all of those words I feel so deeply and I am just grateful I am really grateful for this moment in time. I am grateful to be at this point in my path. I am grateful to have lived this long and I look forward to hopefully many, many more years. Uh, But lessons, you know, lessons going into 30, things that I, that it took me 30 years to learn. 
I know I'll have more insight, you know, in the next couple of years. And I look forward to being able to look back and, and see, you know, those big pivotal moments uh, from this year. We're still, we're only halfway through. But something that has been monumental for me this year is that I really like more than I ever have in my entire life, the need to be witnessed as the truest, most honest, most vulnerable, most authentic version of myself. The desire to be really seen and witnessed was so, so strong. And a word that kept popping up for me today when I was thinking about having this conversation with you guys was congruency. It became so important the the minute my daughter was born, and I think it's just she's just a bullshit meter, you guys. Like if if you have kids, you totally understand this. Your life is not just about you anymore, and everything you do from the moment your child was born is contributing to your legacy that you're going to leave for them when you're gone. And that is something that just kind of sits in your heart and in your gut all day long, every day. At least for me, that has been the experience. And so she. I call her my North Star. Like she shows me the most beautiful, most true, most honest version of my life and what it what it takes to get there. I I just I see things through a different lens because of motherhood. And so when James came along and the the James effect started taking place, I suddenly just had this need, this urgency to be all of myself in every corner of my life. And what I mean by that is I think most of us have different versions of ourselves that we've developed most likely out of um, a need for safety, for emotional safety, where we are different people with different groups of people. So because of the way that I was raised, because of societal conditioning, because of several layers of other things, I personally don't always feel that I can be 100% myself with my family or I haven't in the past. And so I would be a version of me around them. And then I would be a different, more complete version of me around my closest friends. And then I would be a reserved, polished version of me around clients. And there was just, there was a disconnect. And some of you are probably like, oh, well, that's just like appropriateness. Everybody does that. But to me, it felt like lying. It felt like I wasn't able to be honest about who I was and what I wanted and what I was doing in the world even with everyone in my life. And that became extremely important to me this year. And so I have had a lot of really uncomfortable conversations and I have had to pivot the way that I relate and show up in relationship and I have lost certain people and it's been a really refining, clarifying year. A lot of things have been put into perspective and I'm just looking forward to coming out out the other side of some of the lessons that I'm sitting in right now. But at this moment in time, I mean, this is kind of like a, like a little audio diary, you know, like I get to, I 
push publish on this podcast and this is out in the world. And so when I come back and listen to this episode, I want to remember that what I was going through, what I was learning, what I was sitting with right before I turned 30 years old was being truly, truly authentic and not in the buzzword sense, but being deeply vulnerable and learning to listen more and speak less and learning how to express my truth with compassion, not just honesty and boldness, but with compassion. And I could go on, but I think I will make space for my loved ones to share their insights and their magic with you guys. And I am just grateful. I know I keep saying it, but gratitude is so powerful and more so now than ever with the state of the world. And just, I, I believe it's really important to helping you show up as your best self. So I am grateful for each and every one of you who are along for the ride, who are here on this journey with me, who are listening to this episode, the ramblings of a slightly more mature lady. I'm really, really jazzed. And the last thing I'll say is that I, you know, instead of being like, happy 30th, like this is my Saturn's return. And for you guys who don't know the significance of that, if you are into astrology, it takes 30-ish years for, I guess, for the sun, I'm going to get this totally wrong, for, for like the sun to go through all of the planets and come back through your birth planet, I believe. I, th- I think I should have looked that up before I started talking, <laughs> but there are a ton, maybe in the show notes, I'll share a couple of my favorite podcast episodes that I've listened to that explain a Saturn's return so that you guys can actually, you can like get the real deal low down on it. But essentially there is something that happens every 30 years in the cosmos that triggers significant growth and transformation in our lives. And I think that is so freaking magical and I can feel it. And when I was reading up on it, even a couple of years ago, it was like, you'll know that you're entering your Saturn's return because life as you know, it will cease to exist and your foundations will be shaken. And most people experience a big life change around this time, like moving or getting married or having a child or starting a new job or moving to a different country or something like that. And y'all, I mean, was that ever right? Like this is the year I, I moved to a new home. My husband started a new job. I gave birth. I made new career decisions. A global pandemic broke out. Uh, yeah. There's other stuff, but I would, I would definitely qualify this experience as a classic textbook Saturn return. (laughs) So thank you cosmos for the transformation, for the growth opportunities and for the exciting ability to see myself in all types of roles and lights and situations. Okay. I'm going to go back and listen to this and see how dumb it sounds and 
if you are still hearing this, it means that I decided that I said more smart things than dumb things and I let it go. Otherwise, you'll never know this happened and something fresh will be coming your way very soon. I love you guys. <laughs> Enjoy the more eloquent words from my best friends. Lessons from my 30s or turning 30. Let me think. So this is Lindsay. I um, am a friend of Kristen Hankey's. It was love at first sight when we first met. Um, beautiful story. Truly, it was love at first sight. Um, walking into the office and having an immediate connection as everyone does with Kristen because she is just that kind of person. Um, fell in love with her instantly. And somehow within 10 seconds of us talking, we were able to reveal to each other that we had both called off engagements and they were the best decisions of our lives. Um, that's a little precursor to my twenties. So my thirties, and I think hopefully every day and every month and every year for me is just a, another step for me coming into myself more and more. I mean, every decade that I look at, look at, you know, over each other has just been a process of me getting to know myself better and better. And so the biggest lessons for me, I think, you know, in my twenties, my teens, especially my twenties, like I was so obsessed with my body and the way that I looked and was obsessed with numbers and it was just for me, I've always had this game of whack-a-mole, just different things in my life externally that I was obsessed with or trying to control or trying to fix, whether it be relationships and unavailable men or not being happy in my job or not being happy with all this or all these external things. And my body was a big source of that for many, many years. And, you know, when I hit 30, 30 was a pretty big milestone year for me. It's funny because not until you asked about this, did I really start reflecting on it. And again, you know, my teens and twenties, which is all this internal struggle and strife with just not knowing really how to love myself and acting out and using drugs really early and, you know, unhealthy, toxic relationships and all sorts of stuff. And for me, hitting 30 was kind of this coming together um, of me stepping into myself, as I said. I mean, I met my now husband who was um, the, he's the most incredible man I've ever met and the most perfect person I could imagine for me. It's the first real healthy relationship I've ever had. And thank God it's my husband. Um, and after ending that engagement, that would have been the worst decision. You know, I took some time and and really got to know myself and for the first time in my life, I feel like, or the first time in that level, and I met my husband because I had really done that work on myself to elevate and feel whole and to meet the equal that I wanted, to meet, to be the person I wanted to become and to meet that equal. And so 30s when I met Michael, um, 
30s when I really released a lot of my obsession with my body and that fixation with how I I looked. Um, And I also um, moved to Nashville shortly thereafter, left the D.C. area I'd spent my whole life. And so for me, my 30s were really just about like again, like stepping into my oneness, stepping into myself, letting go of all the bullshit that I had been fixated on years before and just like a new level of loving myself and being okay with myself. And they've been awesome. I'm 36 now and every year for me gets better and better. And I'm so excited to hit 40 and, um, you know, I mean, age is setting in a little bit and, but Uh, what's happening on the outside doesn't really matter to me because what's happening on the inside is so profound and so fulfilling and so freeing. And um, yeah, so I wish you the most amazing 30 and every year to come. Um, And happy birthday, beautiful lady. I'm so grateful to know you and to love you and to have you in my life. And um, thank you for the space you've created and the space that you are in my world. And um, yeah, cheers. Here's to 30 and beyond. I love you. Happy birthday, my beloved soul sister, and congratulations for walking over the threshold of your 30s. I will tell you, as someone who has been here and is almost rounding the bend on this decade and walking into the 40s within the next couple years here, that the 30s have absolutely been the most fulfilling and rewarding season of my life. I have never known myself so intimately, trusted myself so deeply, nor enjoyed being in my own skin as much as I have over these last almost 10 years in the 30s. And I remember, and I'm so excited about this for you, I remember walking over the threshold of 30 and suddenly feeling like all of the bullshit that I had carried with me in my 20s and harbored just got to wash away in a new found, more empowering way than ever before. And yes, I made peace with my body. I acknowledged the fact that one day I would be the mother to a daughter and I didn't have any real hard and fast proof to tell me that that was true, but I just knew it in my soul and in my bones. And as I record this beautiful conversation with you today. I am watching my child splash around in the water in the lake at our house and she is magnificent. And I know by connecting the dots backwards that if I hadn't made the decision to step into the truth of who I really am and what I was born to do and who I am here to be when I was 30, I wouldn't be having this experience right now. And that is the beautiful, beautiful truth. So one of the things that I want to highlight is that Kristen, my darling, you are so far ahead of where so many of us 
were at 30. And you're already calling bullshit left and right. I love it. It's who you are. You are a truth teller and a truth seeker and speaker. And you are such an incredible example for all of us and for your beautiful little girl, James. And I just know that the muscle of your heart is only going to beat even more strongly as you step over the threshold of 30 and enjoy just filling in the spaces of life, of journeying with the people that you love and with giving zero fucks when it comes to the places and spaces where there's obligation trying to reign supreme over inspiration. You don't need a lot of advice. (laughs) The most powerful thing I can tell you is that I love you and you were made for this and it is a joy to get to be a part of your life. Happy birthday, my dear. I love you and thank you for being the friend that you are on this beautiful path. Hi, sister. Um, This is Laura Lee. Thank you again for including me in this awesome little campaign. As I understand it, the idea is what did I learn going from 29 to 30 or just sort of crossing the threshold around that age, leaving your 20s and going into your 30s? The first thing that really comes to mind for me is listening to the inner voice that we all have women in particular. We know it's there. It tells us things our whole life, but it's so difficult to trust it, to trust our gut, to trust our instinct because it's intangible. And often it goes against what everyone around you is telling you is right. And if you have a personality like mine, not like you, Kristen, but like mine, it is, uh, it's, it's even more difficult to parse out what is your own opinion and wanting to please those who you respect or have some sort of reverence for. So that's one thing I would say is I got, uh, as I, as I neared 30 and, and then have gone now quite a bit past 30, I really started trusting my gut instinct and letting it guide me. And that doesn't mean you don't do the work involved. You have to do the work. But when I started moving in the direction of that instinct and putting faith in it, I found that things tended to fall into place and has gotten me to um, some amazing opportunities. So that's one thing. The other thing that I would say is just a, and again, for someone like me, and I think a lot of women can tend to be pleasers in this way, and I particularly have, am somebody who can live in a gray, have a hard time making decisions, but I have absolutely, I have absolutely gotten to a point in my life, and I saw so much of this really change as I got to 30 and over, where, you know... I just don't care as much. I just don't care as much. And I think learning to give close to zero Fs about what people think can provide 
an enormous amount of space for growth and for clarity and um, and for happiness as well. And I would say, you know, dovetailing into the idea of happiness, um, when I was in my early 20s, I was pretty cynical and I had this idea that, you know, we don't deserve happiness. We don't deserve, you know, you just, you kind of get what you get. And I felt old at 25. I felt old and I felt like I'd made all these mistakes and I couldn't possibly start my life over and go from what I thought was going to be a law career to a health food career. And I just want to remind all of you that life is really, really long. And while tragedy is interwoven with life, we can cultivate happiness. There is no reason to settle. There's no reason to think that you have to have some kind of mediocre life. Um, life can be exhilarating, but that that is commensurate with risk-taking. It really is. Um, the amount of fulfillment that we have, the amount of joy we have, the amount of sense of purpose, I think is largely commensurate to the risks that we are willing to take. Um, and... Yeah, you know, I learned that in some big decisions in my personal life that who I thought I was and what I wanted has changed dramatically and I'm riding that wave as well and being flexible and that has brought me a level of happiness I didn't even know that I was capable of, has opened my heart in ways I didn't know I was capable of. I can't even imagine what that would be like when I have kids, um, you know, which is something I didn't even think that I wanted, you know, five years ago when I was turning 30, uh, just about. So those are some of the main things. And yeah, just, you know, life is long and don't, it's, we must be present and we must enjoy the day to day. But I also believe in really taking the long game into consideration and remembering that a lot of things are a marathon and not a sprint. So Kristen, I love you. Happy bullet. Well, was it your birthday? I Yes, it was your birthday. Um, we're celebrating your birthday when we get back from Jackson Hole. Anyway, you can cut that part out, but I love you and I'm so grateful that you came into my life and you've inspired me so much and um, I can't wait to see you in a few weeks and thanks again. Thirty feels <laughs> like a lifetime ago, but I loved that year because I started to realize that I can only be me. Like there is nothing else that I could be, and it was time to stop trying to be anything but. And when I turned thirty, I'll tell you what it was embarking on the journey of who I really am and figuring out how to amplify those parts of me that I loved and cherished and love and cherish the parts of me that maybe I didn't. And well, I wish I could say, you know, I learned these lessons a lot earlier. I just wasn't ready for it in my twenties. It just, I just wasn't 30, thirties is where I get to and continue to get to explore all that I am and celebrate and cherish and see and be and 
it's it's really really wonderful and I look forward to others getting to do that and Kristen to you getting to continue that journey um, in the years to come Kristen Hankey, it is your soul sister Jillian Bolands, and I want to wish you a happy birthday, first of all, on your 30th, and this is so exciting. I'm so honored to be a part of this. 30 for me. Oh my goodness. What a pinnacle point in my life, and I'm just so grateful for you for giving me the opportunity to reflect back upon 30, because 30 was equal parts magical, equal parts um, me trying to prove to the world that I was good enough. It was me before I had gone through a spiritual awakening. I was still trying to climb all the ladders and do all the things and function in the way that I had been functioning for years and years and years. And 30 was the beginning for me in realizing that that just wasn't going to last too much longer. When I was 30, I had my second baby boy. He was my second IUI baby. Um, I had gone 14 years without having a natural period and was very much in the mindset of, I don't need a period, just get me pregnant. And so we went through IUI and I'm so grateful for that. And when I look back at that version of me, she was no nonsense. She got things done and I'm so proud of her. And I also want to just give her a warm hug because I know what was coming next for her. It was the unraveling of so much. It was the breaking down of walls, the onion layer peeling in ways that she was starting to have inklings that was coming. Um, but she was still in that over-functioning, over-producing, trying to prove, 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 but at the end of the day, still not feeling quite satisfied with herself. So when I think back at 30, I think about just how strong that girl was. And even more than that, how brave she was about to be. Because I remember it was it was right after I turned 30 that I started to ask myself why things were the way they were for the first time in my entire life. So three decades worth of a life. And it was only after I turned 30 that I started really questioning all that I did, all that I was told, the truths, quote unquote, that I believed in. And I started doing the deeper inner work that led me to me and the truth of who I really am. So happy birthday to everybody in their 30s. And my goodness, the magic that's about to unfold is just beyond magical. It's beyond miracles. It is is exactly what you are worthy enough for. Be proud of you. Be excited for you. Because there's some good stuff coming. Love you so much. Hi, love. 
Okay, so major revelations that happened when I turned 30 and what I came into and what I'm continuing to find out as I've made my way into now two years of my 30s. I think the biggest one for me that really shifted once I made that leap into the 30s was that there was no timeline to life. When I was in my 20s, I was so consumed with making sure that everything fell into place the way it was supposed to. And then when my 30s came around, I realized that none of the timeline actually mattered (laughs) and that everybody is on their own timeline. So if you're not married, if you don't have children, if you're not making multiple six figures in your business all by 30, that doesn't mean you're a failure. (laughs) And it also doesn't mean that you're not living the way that you're supposed to live. Every single person has a different timeline. So I don't have children and I don't, I am not married at 32. And that doesn't mean that I failed, but my business is successful. So I think that really taking that pressure off of the timeline once I hit 30 was a huge revelation for me and knowing that I was exactly where I needed to be right in this moment. And I was able to relax into that presence. So the timeline shifted and went out the window. I also think too, that when I made it into my thirties, another huge aha moment I had was that you really can live your dream and you really can tap into what your purpose is and being on this earth. My 20s were such a time of trying to figure out what that looked like. And for whatever reason, that little leap of going from your 20s to your 30s just lands you into that space of purpose work and knowing that you were put here to make a change and to impact other humans' lives. And I really tapped into that when I hit 30. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of of coming into womanhood. And stepping, I really think that that 30, 30 year old mark is when you cross over into the ability of being able to understand that you are more than just a mother, you are more than just a friend, you are more than just a girlfriend or a spouse, that you are a force. And you are a force that was put here to impact other humans' lives. And it really, really sunk in when I made that leap from my 20s to my 30s. And now I'm, I'm living in it, like I'm living in that dream. And I've proved that it's possible. So I would, I would highly suggest for anyone, especially you that's coming into this beautiful space, which I know you're already doing this beautiful space of being 30, that you really look at how do you want to show up in the world, outside of just being a mother, being a friend, being a spouse, a wife, how do you want to leave your mark and allow your 30s to be that development of that impact because it's such a beautiful thing and you really can't live in your dream. So those are my two, those are my two huge takeaways. Tossing the bullshit timeline, which means absolutely nothing, and tapping into your purpose and your impact And knowing that you are not defined by who you are, but that you are a force that's here to create waves and to create impact in the world. That's what's shifted and has been so beautiful about my 30s. 
there's less there's less fear around how I show up and I just know that I am a force and I know that how I show up is what people need and the people that don't need it just fall off to the wayside. So welcome to your 30s. It's a beautiful, glorious, earth-shattering time to be everything that you are as a woman. And I'm so excited that you're here. Here is a blessing from Sophia, Divine Feminine Wisdom, on the occasion of this new decade of your womanhood. May you trust what lights you up and draw near your desires, allowing yourself to be seduced by delight. May you show up for yourself and take supremely good care of the basics, eating good food, getting good rest, sweating in your body and nourishing it with pleasure. May you take control of your emotional destiny and overcome all the limiting thoughts, beliefs, and habits that steal from you your true power, beauty, and worth. And may you fall in love daily, choosing to see the good and true and beautiful in the world and in yourself. And may you delight in your senses, nourishing your whole being with pleasure and joy. May you know your freedom is our freedom, and may you claim your wholeness all the way home. With so much grace, peace, and all the love in the world, Morgan. had to come back because I gave such a poor and erroneous definition of Saturn's return. So I thought that I should come back and set the record straight since it was so important to me. (laughs) Uh, I think I said something about the sun and obviously it would make much more sense um, for a Saturn return to heavily center on Saturn. So according to the Astro Twins, here is what is happening during your cosmic rite of passage. Every 27 to 29 years, Saturn returns to the sign it was in when you were born, a cycle called the Saturn return. Understanding this cosmic rite of passage can help you advance into your next stage of adulthood. What do you want to be when you grow up and are you even ready to take on such a momentous role? Every 29.5 years, approximately, you'll get the nudge you need to advance into a new stage of adulthood. In astrology, we call it the Saturn return. There's a very obvious reason for this name. Saturn takes approximately 29.5 years to complete one full orbit around the sun. Uh Uh-huh. That's where I got the sun situation. And literally return to the same zodiac sign it was in when you were born. The first Saturn return, which can happen between the ages of 27 and 30, is a bit like a cosmic bar mitzvah or communion, if you will. A rite of passage welcoming you into your more mature role here on Earth. In astrological lore, Saturn is the great taskmaster of the skies. We prefer the term life coach or personal trainer, actually, since Saturn is cruel to be kind. It breaks you down, makes you lift the heavy weights so you can build those rock-hard muscles and get into fighting shape. Wherever Saturn is in your chart will point to your toughest lessons, but the ones you might become obsessed with breaking through. We often see people finding careers that match the zodiac sign their Saturn is in. 
It's not surprising since Saturn can help us with excellence and mastery. Here is where we will toil away for hours obsessively to reach our grandest goals. It makes sense that Saturn is the ruler of ambitious Capricorn, the high achieving, hardest working kid in the Zodiac. Cosmic fact, Saturn is cycling through its home sign of Capricorn from December of, let's see, 2017 to March of 2020. During the Saturn return, which lasts 2.5 to 3 years, you will come face to face with your own blocks and be forced to push through them. All the mistakes you made in the nearly three decades leading up to this seem to crystallize. Rather than repeating them on autopilot, you have a chance to turn lemons into lemonade. And if you refuse to heed those lessons, Saturn will bring a drill sergeant style smackdown. Indeed, the Saturn return starts off feeling a bit like boot camp for a lot of people, but drop and give them 20 instead of rebelling against those barking orders. Three years later, you'll be General Awesome or Captain Fantastic of your own kick-ass army. The... Oh, that's James. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then it goes on to tell us about what Saturn return looks like in uh, which sign. So I am a Cancer Sun Gemini Moon. So we're going to read for Cancer. So home and family can be a source of comfort and angst in equal measure. So true. Some people with Saturn in this position may struggle to leave the nest or become overly attached and responsible for their relatives. I am the latter. Shyness can plague you, making it difficult to come out of the proverbial crab shell. That's not me. Some people born with Saturn in heartfelt cancer or the fourth house have difficult childhoods with an absent or challenging mother. Hoo-hoo, hit the nail on the head. Although you may resist becoming a parent, it could be your greatest joy, whether you have children or pets. Your caretaking instincts could lead you to a career in the culinary world, hospitality, or nursing. Working from home or owning a small business will be fulfilling too. You love being hands-on. Holy crap. Well, that was pretty accurate. That was, a, that was very accurate. What do you think, James? What do you think? Parenthood is definitely, parenthood and working from home, absolutely the ticket. Okay, so I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that and feel um, more educated. I do. I also hope that you, wow, really loved all of the wisdom my friends were laying down for you. Hope you were just walking around right behind them, picking it up as they were putting it down. I also, I don't know about you, but I saw some themes emerge from their insight so going into 30, my goals are to be my truest, highest, most authentic truth-telling self, to give zero fucks. You know what? Actually, give me a second. I'm going to I'm going to check check my pockets here. Let's see. Nope. Not a single fuck. Not a single fuck. <laughs> I got no fucks. Uh, and then there was also the call to just be me, like be the most me slash you that we can be. Life is long. I loved that. Laura Lee said that life is long. Remember that your life to date so far doesn't have to be the rest of your life. You can decide at any minute to change your trajectory and begin a new adventure. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I forget who says it, but if you wake up one day and you feel like you're in the wrong story, leave. <laughs> so yeah, I love you. I love all of you. Send me a message. Let me know if you related to any of this content. 
And additionally, you know what would be fun is if any of you, my listeners, have passed the threshold of 30 yourselves, I would love for you to send me a message. Ooh, getting an idea, getting an idea. I would actually love for you to call my asking for a friend hotline and let me know your advice and your stories and your experiences. And they don't all have to be good, you guys. They don't have to be positive. If 30 was shitty for you, we need to represent that side too. So call the hotline 708-540-3926. That number again is 708-540-3926. That is the asking for a friend hotline. Leave me a voicemail, tell me your story, and maybe we'll have a follow-up conversation. Cool beans. Okay, you guys are literally the best. Happy birthday to me and to anyone in July. And James and I signing off. Hey, thank you so much for hanging in there and listening with an open and curious heart. I hope this conversation has inspired, educated, and entertained you, or at the very least, shaken things up in a productive way. Ann Voskamp says that shame dies when stories are told in safe places. So please share, rate, and review. Sending you love and dark chocolate. Talk soon. (laughs) 